Finley Capital Podcast. My name is Logan Ricchetti. As always, this podcast is sponsored by the Hard Money Handbook. You can go to www.hardmoneyhandbook.com to download a free report to learn how to use hard money loans to fund your real estate deals. Also brought to you by the Facebook group Powered by Private. If you are a private lender or want to learn how to become a private lender, how to lend your own capital privately, or if you are a borrower, real estate investor, operator who wants to learn more about how to borrow using private capital, how to fund your deals using private capital, that's the group that you wanna be in, powered by private on Facebook. Today I wanna talk about how to be a good borrower, how to be a good borrower for hard money loans, private loans, how to be an attractive borrower, how to operate as a professional, how to conduct yourself, and how to make your borrowing process, your your experience borrowing private capital, a positive one. At Finley Capital, we have several dozen hard money loan borrowers, uh, clients, customers, whatever you want to call them. Awesome people, the best people in the world. I'm having such a great time lending money and building relationships and having these deals come back and watching these operators build and, and perform and make these beautiful renovations happen and really complete their projects. It's awesome. There's nothing more fulfilling than watching a borrower take a project from start all the way to finish, especially a difficult project. And what I've found now after doing several hundred loans is sometimes these loans, they don't go according to plan all the way. Sometimes these renovations don't go according to plan all the way. And things happen, you know, you lose a contractor or you get materials stolen off the job or you can't get a permit or you have another job, another project that's you're trying to wrap up before you get into this project. And that one goes over budget or over time. The, the truth of the matter is things happen. Our loans are six month loans. Six months is typically plenty of time for a borrower to complete a real estate project, but not always. Sometimes projects take longer. And now that we've done several hundred loans, we have some loans that are coming over the six month mark. And you know what, to be honest with you, I'm not terribly concerned about a loan going over six months, even though I write six month loans. We write in extension opportunities into our typical loan doc sets because we know that that's a possibility. Extension fee income is a income source for the company, so it's not a big deal. As long as the projects are, are progressing and as long as the operators are communicating and have a plan, it's really not a big deal to let a, let a deal go from six to nine months or even a little longer sometimes. Where it gets a little hairy, where it gets a little frustrating is if the borrowers are not communicating well, if they're frustrated or if they're not providing draw information or photos or receipts or the, the, you know, the minimal things that we need to see as a company, it can get frustrating. Uh, the communication can start to break down. Here's the deal, guys. When you're borrowing money, it's a privilege. And when you go past your maturity date and you haven't repaid your loan, you need to be humble and you need to ask for you know extensions and you need to be playing ball with, with things that are requested. If a lender requests to see the, the status of a project, provide to them what they need the same day. Don't make it a problem. Don't be difficult. Don't be a hard time. And you know, don't be frustrated that the lender wants to make sure that their capital is safe. That's the lender's job. The lender's job in this transaction is to protect capital for the investor and for the lender. The borrower's job is to finish the project and make a profit. We understand those dynamics are different. But at the end of the day, we are basically in this together because the lender 
and the borrower are both in the deal, whether they like it or not. So we need to work together and try to stay on the same page. A lot of times these deals go over budget and the borrower wants the lender to pay more money to, uh, to finance more money for the deal. But the truth is guys, if you're, if you're, renovation budget goes over, it's up to you as the borrower to figure that out. It's not up to the lender to borrow to lend more money. The lender is not going to increase their lending exposure on a deal that has gone over budget. When a deal goes over budget, it is now a more risky deal. So your borrower is not going to be very likely to want to lend you more money to increase their exposure on a deal that is now inherently more risky, not less. So the borrowers need to understand that. And you guys have to have a plan B, a backup plan. What I'm seeing a little bit here is I'm seeing some borrowers doing 100% financing and they're getting first mortgages and then they're getting gap funding or second mortgages or whatever. And their deals are going over budget. Their deals are going over time frame, and they don't have any money to pay their payments or to handle the renovations themselves. And eventually that's going to bite them. So that's why we have to be very careful at the at the lending side of the table not to overexpose ourselves to any borrowers, especially borrowers who are are trying to use 100% other people's money to fund their deals because eventually that's going to bite them. Either the market can shift or the budgets go over or the timeframes go over or whatever. As a borrower, I want you to be very careful not to over leverage, not to grow too quickly, not to borrow too much money. And to have some skin in the game, you have to have skin in the game. When you're borrowing 100% from a first mortgage lender and a gap funder, you are promising to pay back both of those people. I know it feels like it's not your money, but it darn sure is because if you have to pay that loan back, it's coming out of your pocket one way or another. So this is very important. When you're dealing with your private lender, especially if you're starting to have a problem, communicate proactively maintain a good working relationship with the lender. I can promise you this. If you're having a problem with your loan, your lender wants to help you get out of the problem. Your lender does not want to become a liability. It wants to be an asset to help you. I want to help you through a bad loan or through a tough project or through an over budget project or an over time frame project. We want you to be successful. What we ask in return is that you communicate, that you stay proactive, that you stay humble, and that you continue to power through on the projects. And then it's very important to understand as the operator, you don't really have a choice. You can't walk away from a project. If you've personally guaranteed a loan, you have to see it through to completion. And another thing too, I had a borrower the other day who's past due beyond the end of their loan and interest is accruing. And this borrower told me the house is on the market for sale and they're getting offers, but they didn't want to take any of the offers because the offers didn't give them enough money to pay back their lenders. And I had to explain to this borrower that that is not relevant. When you're past due on a loan, you need to pay your loan back. When your, bar, when your lender tells you it's time to pay your loan back, you need to pay it back. Your lender is not concerned with whether or not your cost of capital or your project that went over budget is not making a profit on your resale. That is not a factor that is relevant to us. So, and I understand that's a hard, that's hard love a little bit, but the truth is you as the borrower, you need to understand that this is a game for grownups. It's not a game for children. If you're going to flip a house and you're going to borrow money and you're going to leverage other people's money to, to buy and fix and sell a house, you got to be ready to pay up when it goes wrong, when something doesn't go right. Luckily, that's very rare. But in these few events, now I've had over 200 loans. I'm working on two or three deals right now that are having similar issues. And luckily we see the light at the end of the tunnel for all these loans. And you can tell I'm a little fired up because this part of uh, running a private lending company is not my most favorite part dealing with, you know, loans that are coming due and that are not completed yet, or that are not selling well. But the truth of the matter is, it's just part of the business. Lending companies, banks, you know, banks, credit unions, they have loans that are great and they have loans that have some problems and you got to work them out. And that's what we're doing. I just want these borrowers to know that, Hey, look, when you're in a situation like that, your lender wants you to be successful. We want to help you. 
And you need to make sure that you're doing everything you can to preserve that relationship, not just for that deal, but for upcoming future deals. You know, I've had a couple situations where we've had a little bit of tough conversations back and forth about what we're going to do with the deal. My perspective is always to maintain the relationship for future business. I have a, a 10, 15, 20 year time horizon for Finley Capital. So every time I meet with a borrower and every time I lend money with a borrower, I'm hopeful that that relationship will last a decade. And even if a deal goes sideways or doesn't go well, that's not necessarily the borrower's fault. But what I look at is I look at how the borrower conducts themselves when they're in a tough situation because that tells me more about their character and about my desire to work with them in the future. If you're a borrower and you're having a great deal and you pay it back early and that's awesome, that, you know, congratulations. That's no, that's, that's amazing. But when you have a tough deal, that's when your character really starts to come out. And that's when it's very, very important to really work with your lender and team up and say, Hey guys, what can we do to make this happen? How do we, what, what is our plan? What's a good listing price? What's a good time frame? You know, what, what do you need from me? What can I do for you? How do we work together? That's very important. And I tell you this, when you're in a tough situation as a borrower, I will be there to help you out. And then I will be there for you on the next deal. As long as you work in good faith to get through those tough situations and continue to communicate. That's very, very important. So anybody listening to this, if you're a borrower, if you're going through a tough deal, or if you need a little help, feel free to reach out to me. Uh, I'd be as a real estate broker, investor, lender, I've seen a, a title company, I've seen everything I know. I know what you're going through. If you're having a tough deal, power through, keep getting up, keep working hard, keep working with those contractors, keep finding ways to cut the budget if you can, keep working on your listing prices and your open houses and your price reductions. Do what you got to do to get out of that deal. And guess what? If you lose a little money on the deal, that's okay. It's not ideal, but it's okay. Sometimes you lose money on real estate deals. People don't ever want to talk about that. But the truth of the matter is I've done hundreds of real estate deals. Luckily, most of them have been profitable, but I can think back to a deal or two that I've lost money. And you know what? It's just the way it is. I know when you when I'm listing a house and I'm over budget on it and the market's slowing down from what it was when I bought the house. This happened to me just a year or two ago on Wood Court. I bought this house. I paid a lot for it because I was excited to get it and I wanted to have a flip and I had a crew ready to go. And I started renovating that deal and it went over budget and it took a little longer than I expected. And by the time I was ready to list it for sale, the market had cooled down a lot from where it had been when I bought the house. And guess what happened? I lost a couple thousand dollars on the sale. And, and one of my friends looked at me and said, what do you mean you lost money? Why'd you sell it at a loss? I said, well, I sold it at a loss because that's what it was worth. And he, he didn't understand that you, you can lose money in real estate. And what I tried to tell him was, hey, you know, I didn't want to lose money. I, I, I don't flip houses and lend money to lose money. But when I go over budget and the market shifts and I need to sell this house because I need to exit the deal, sometimes you lose money and you have to write that off and you take it off of your earned, earned income and you pay a little less tax because you lost a little money and you move on to the next deal and you try again. That's what you do. But at the end of the day, you can't not sell a house because you're going to quote unquote lose money. If you have to sell to exit a loan, then you have to do it. You got to do what you got to do. This is a game for grownups and a game for adults. And it's not all peaches and cream. That's okay. Sometimes you got to take your lumps, you got to plow forward, and you just got to keep moving forward. And that's the beauty of real estate as a volume-based activity is great because your wins absorb your losses. Always. That's so nice about real estate. A lot of things are like that. You win, 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 win. Oh, lose a little bit. Win, 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 win. Oh, lose a little bit. That's okay. You know what? It's just part of the game. Stock traders don't win on every stock trade. 
right? That's just the way it is. Attorneys don't win every case. Well, they get paid every time, I think. That's pretty good. The point is, hang tough, be professional, finish your jobs, communicate with your borrower, communicate with your lender, and everything will be okay. And that's just the way it is. That's how to be a good borrower in a tough situation. Go get it. 